Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 126. The heading reads, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet in the house of Brigham Young at Nauvoo, Illinois, July the 9th, 1841. At this time, Brigham Young was president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Brigham Young was born to teach the gospel. His missionary zeal and love of truth knew no bounds. Almost immediately after his baptism, he went on a mission to Canada in company with his brother Joseph to declare the restored gospel. Shortly after his return, he joined Zion's camp in their march from Kirtland, Ohio to the Fishing River in Missouri. He and his brother were known as the sweet singers of the camp, always cheerful and true. In February of 1835, he was named one of the, fi- one of the first apostles of this dispensation. Early in May of that year, he commenced his first apostolic mission in the eastern states. In 1836, after having attended the solemn assembly at Kirtland and receiving the promised endowment, he went on another mission to the eastern states, traveling through New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, returning to Kirtland in the fall of the year. In 1840, Brigham Young, accompanied by Heber C. Kimball, Parley P. Pratt, Orson Pratt, George A. Smith, and Reuben Headlock, left New York on a mission to Great Britain where he labored with great success. On the 20th of April, 1841, he set sail for New York on his return journey. While in the British mission field, he had been instrumental in performing a great work of that missionary experience, he said, Through the mercy of God, we have gained many friends, established churches in almost every noted town and city in the kingdom of Great Britain, baptized between seven and 8,000 souls, printed 5,000 books of Mormon, 3,000 hymn books, 2,500 volumes of the Millennial Star, and 50,000 tracts. It was shortly after his return to Nauvoo that Joseph Smith visited Brigham Young's humble log cabin, where his family were in near-destitute conditions to give Brigham Young the revelation recorded here. At a conference held at Nauvoo the 16th of August, 1841, the prophet Joseph, with this revelation in mind, said that the time had come when the twelve should be called upon to stand in their place next to the First Presidency and attend to the settling of immigrants and the business of the church at the stakes and assist to bear off the kingdom victoriously to the nations. The time had come for Brigham Young to stand more watchfully in the shadow of Joseph Smith that he might be fully prepared when the time came for him to bear the prophet's mantle. That was by Joseph Feely McConkie. George Q. Cannon said, In the month of July 1841, the apostles began to return to Nauvoo from their missions to Europe, and their coming was a great comfort to the prophet in his hour of affliction. At a special conference which was held in Nauvoo on the 16th of August, 1841, shortly after the return of the Twelve, Joseph stated to the people there assembled that the time had come when the apostles must stand in their places next to the First Presidency and do their duty. Verse 1. Dear and well-beloved brother Brigham Young, verily thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Brigham, It is no more required at your hand to leave your family as in times past, for your offering is acceptable to me. Orson F. Whitney said, Brigham Young was a man of undoubted genius, a mastermind, well-balanced and powerful, thoroughly practical in thought and method, and of Napoleonic energy and intuition. Brigham Young first saw the Book of Mormon in the spring of 1830 at the home of his brother Phineas in Mendon. 
It had been left there by Samuel H. Smith, brother to the prophet. Two years later, a party of Mormon elders from Pennsylvania came preaching in that neighborhood. Being converted to the faith, Brigham was baptized by Eleazar Miller on the 14th of April, 1832. Not long afterward, Brigham, accompanied by Joseph Young, visited Kirtland and became acquainted with the prophet. It was the summer of fall of 1832. This was the first meeting of Joseph Smith with the man who was destined <clears throat> to be his successor. It is said that Joseph predicted about this time that Brigham Young would yet preside over the church. Verse 2, I have seen your labor and toil in journeyings for my name. Brigham Young, I came into this church in the spring of 1832. Previous to my being baptized, I took a mission to Canada at my own expense, and from, that, and from the time that I was baptized until a day of our sorrow and affliction at the martyrdom of Joseph and Hiram, no summer passed over my head but what I was traveling and preaching, and the only thing I ever received from the church during our during over 12 years and the only means that were ever given me by the prophet that I now recollect was in 1842 when Brother Joseph sent me the half of a small pig that the brethren had brought <clears throat> had brought to him. I did not ask for it. I did not ask him for it. I had traveled and preached and at the same time sustained my family by my labor and economy. If I borrowed $100 or 50 or if I had $5, it almost universally went into the hands of Brother Joseph to pay the lawyer's fees and to liberate him from the power of his enemies, so far as it would, it would go. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars that I have managed to get to borrow and trade for, I have handed over to Joseph when I came home. That is the way I got help, and it was good for me. It learned... It learned me a great deal, though I had learned before I heard of Mormonism, to take care of number one. For me, to travel and preach without purse or script was never hard. In company with several of the twelve, I was sent to England in 1839. We started from home without purse or script, and most of the twelve were sick, and those who were not sick when they started were sick on the way to Ohio. Brother John Taylor was left to die by the roadside by old Father Coltrane, though he did not die. I was not able to walk to the river. Not so far as across this block, no, not more than half of half as far, I had to be helped over to the river in not even an overcoat. I took a small quilt from the trundle bed, and that served for my overcoat while I was traveling to the state of New York. When I had a coarse sentinel overcoat given to me, thus we went to England, to a strange land, to sojourn among strangers. When we when we reached England, we designed to start a paper, but we had not the first penny to do with it to do it with. I had enough to buy a hat and pay my passage to Preston, for from the time I left home I had worn an old cap which my wife made out of a pair of old pantaloons, but the most of us were entirely destitute of means to buy even any necessary article. We went to Preston and held our conference and decided that we would publish a paper. Brother Parley P. Pratt craved the privilege of editing it, and we granted him the privilege. We also decided to print 3,000 hymn books, though we had not the first cent to begin with, and were strangers in a strange land. We appointed Brother Woodruff to, Her to Herefordshire, and I accompanied him on his journey to that place. I wrote to Brother Pratt for information about his plans, and he sent me his prospectus, which stated that he had a sufficient number of subscribers and money enough in hand to justify his publishing the paper. He would proceed with it. How long we might have waited for, I know not. But I wrote to him to publish 2,000 papers, and I would foot the bill. I borrowed 250 pounds of, of Sister Jane Benbow, 100 of Brother Thomas Kington, 
and returned to Manchester where we printed 3,000 hymn books and 5,000 books of Mormon and issued 2,000 millennial stars monthly and in the course of the summer printed and gave away rising of 60,000 tracts. I also paid from 5 to $10 per week for my board and hired a horse for Brother William for Willard Richards and his wife who came to Manchester and sustained them and gave 60 pounds to Brother P.P. P. Pratt to bring his wife from New York. I also commenced the immigration in that year. I was there one year and 16 days with my brethren, the 12, and during that time I bought all my clothing except one pair of pantaloons, which the sisters gave me in Liverpool soon after I arrived there, and which I greatly needed. I told the brethren in one of my discourses that there was no need of their begging, for if they needed anything, the sisters would understand that. The sisters took the hint, and the pantaloons were forthcoming. I paid $380 to get the work started in London, and when I arrived home in Nauvoo, I owed no person one farthing. I don't know if you noticed in the description that uh, Brigham Young was giving about the number of, of copies of the Book of Mormon that were presented. He said 5,000 books of Mormon. A lot of people call it the Book of Mormons. I think he's got it right here that it's the Books of Mormon. Verse 3, I therefore command you to send my word abroad and take especial care of your family from this time, henceforth and forever. Amen. I bear testimony that these things are true and that this, this was a true revelation given to Brigham Young at this time. And say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you later. Bye.